You are listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. I want the new year for me to be personally my best. I have so many Bibles I've given away. Many Bibles are probably have 20, 25, 30 left. But I use Bibles constantly. Our kids, a few years, about a year ago, gave me a special Bible. I'm just reading through it in my own personal time. I'm not preaching out of that Bible, just my personal time. I read out of that Bible. I got this Bible about two years ago when we were closing out on the outside. So some pages, Brother Cooper, like your Bible, it's rained on. And uh, you see it, that it got wet out in the rain when we were preaching outside during the COVID days. There's a cup of coffee that one of my dear friends who lives in my house spilled right there. I see the stain in Sunday school. I won't mention any names. I love this Bible, but I asked Brother Moyer a few weeks ago, and I was tempted to tell you I was getting a new Bible. And I'm so glad, God, because I know somebody would have bought me that. But I said to Brother Moore, I don't want you to tell anybody, I want to buy a Bible, and here's the one I want, and I want to feel the leather of it. And then I want you to just put on the outside cover, Jack Treber, that's it. And so he got it, it came about, oh, maybe a month or so ago. And I've just been looking, I haven't opened it yet to read from it. But on January 1st, I'm going to use my new Bible. I plan to take care of it. I plan to have that Bible stay with me to the day I die. I want to preach out of that Bible the rest of my journey. I'm planning on, as Bobby Robertson said, I want to preach here and pastor this church till I'm 100. And then I'm planning on going into full-time evangelism. And don't worry, I won't be here and torment you when I cannot. But I, I want my year of 2020, I've already decided how many doors I'm going to knock on every week. I want to knock on more doors. I, I want to be part of the Bible. And I was this year, Bible distribution, getting Bibles Amen. out. I, I, want to, I want to win souls to Christ. I want to try to do more for my family, more for God's people, more for the deacons and the staff and the churchmen. I want to do more for the bus kids. I was telling our class this morning, I saw about six or seven girls going in, bus kids, teenagers, to the teens, they had all colors hair. You know what? That bothers somebody, but I, when I talked to them, they were so sweet to me. And when they just, just saw who I was, they, it was like they, and I, I hope this doesn't sound, they, they just had a, a happiness on their face and said, good morning, pastor. I don't know any of their names. I saw a lady yesterday. I was somewhere, had to stop by the ATM to get some money. And, uh, and this lady was there with not, I mean, yellow, 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 yellow hair. I envy, I envy anybody with hair. I don't care what color it is. I mean, I'm trying to think of something yellow around here. There's nothing. It seriously was more yellow than uh, this green color right here. But, uh, but it was yellow, yellow, yellow. He's yellow too. It was yellow. And I looked at her. It's fun to just start it. People probably think, oh, he's going to be mad at me. I looked at her. I said, that's yellow hair. Is that really your hair? She said, it is. I said, you, 
is the word, you dyed that hair? That, that's your color? And she still didn't know where I was going. She said, it is. I said, man, I'd like to have some of that for my hair. And she laughed, gave her a track, talked to her. I don't know if she's here this morning. She's the lady in yellow hair this morning. You know, people are great. I love talking to people. I had to walk into a business yesterday, and after a while, I found out I was so loud and talking to all the guys behind the counter and the people and, and people in the store talking. And, and all of a sudden, I said, my wife says I'm so loud. I'm sorry, I, I've been too loud in here. And some of the customers said, we enjoyed it. You know, we're okay. I love, pe I love people. The nuttier, the better. Maybe that's why we get along. I love strange people. I love sad people. I want to give myself more than ever to people. I'll get where I'm going. It's going to take me a while. Matthew 22, Jesus is trying to prepare his disciples. He knows he's just a few chapters away from death. He's trying to prepare them. And Colonel Harder, he, I, I'm trying to prepare our people like you for all these years have tried to prepare your family for a new year. I think you need to know where you're headed in your marriage, with your family, with your children, with your job, with your career, with your work for God. I think you need to, I press toward the mark. You have to aim at something. Amen. Dad taught me, son, aim for the moon. Even if you hit the street light, you at least hit something. I, I want us all to have a direction in our life. And in here in this text, our Lord is gonna show us and. I'll give you the text and then I'll go back and explain the text from the Bible here and then we're going to apply the text. He said it all hinges on verse 37. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart. You know, everything would be okay if you loved God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. The word, every, see, every relationship is rooted in love. One of the reasons we've enjoyed a great church and we're really experiencing, I think, the greatest days ever. Because there's been a church that's been rooted in love. I've tried not to be abusive, and my wife has tried not to be abusive and use the people of God. You've been so good, but it's love. The word he uses here is one of three Greek words. It's the word agape, and you know that word. Agape is the highest and the deepest and the broadest, the widest love that is known to man. The word agape actually means highest. It actually means the greatest. It actually means the most important. And the most important love that we can have is an agape love. Phileo love, Greek word, is like Philadelphia. It's the city of brotherly love. Jesus said, do you agape me, Peter? And he said, Lord, you know I phileo you. I'm fond of you. I like you. But Jesus asked him three times, I don't want you to like me. I want you to love me. And that's the word he's using here. In your life for 2023, you will all, all of us will experience sorrow. We will stand by caskets. We will stand in the cemetery, all of us. We will be in the hospitals with loved ones and folks that mean the world to us. 
We will hear the word divorce. We will hear the word adultery. We will hear the word sodomy. We will hear the word bankruptcy. We're going to hear a lot of words that we don't want to hear, but we're going to hear them. We will hear the word, you're laid off. And we're going to have to deal with those experiences and root them all in agape love that God knows what he's doing. God's in control. I want to agape my wife, my, 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 the heritage of my parents, the people that I love, the lost, our family. And it's all rooted, the highest, the deepest, the widest love is in God's love. Brother Cooper just mentioned, for God so loved the world and Brother Bertram mentioned. You know, 1 Corinthians, stop all this nonsense. The highest love is not to, to think himself more highly. Though I speak with the tongues of men and angels and have not love, I'm become sounding brass and tinkling cymbal. And though I bestow my goods to feed the poor and have not love, I am nothing. Love maketh not ashamed and love is kind and love is pure and love is not unseemly and does not act unseemly like a nut, all self-will. This business is self-opinionated and no one can ever tell us anything. I believe 50 years ago when I was a young man, as a young husband, I really had to fight that thing because I did not see this example of my father, but I, I sort of, I, I just expect it. When Master Jack Treber snaps his finger, Cindy Swanson Treber should jump. And I did not marry a jumper. And oh, my pride would step in there. And I get so frustrated. I don't want to have a frustrated spirit toward her at all. We want both of us to cherish these days in our life. Uh, we ought to read 1 Corinthians 13 this afternoon. If I had time, I'd read it right now. And so verse 37 tells us that, verse 37, thou shalt love the Lord thy God. This is the highest. If I love this way, the next verse, the second is like unto the first, thou shalt love thy neighbor. If I have conflict with these men up here and the men of the church and the people of the church, if I have conflict this way, it is always, not sometimes, it is always a reflection of this direction. I don't have to be long in the presence of a person and understand what this direction is. If this direction they're criticizing, they're attacking, they're, they're, they're going to win, it's their way or the highway, it's all about this, it's about me, how important I am. If it's all this, it's because there's none of this. I find that in Christianity. I don't want to do less to please God, I want to do more. Amen. That's my response before God. It's my responsibility as a shepherd to guard the flock. I don't want us to compromise because compromise always hurts the person who compromises. I believe it's all generational. And so our relationship, verse 40, let's read verse 40 together. Ready, begin. On this. That sounded like we were speaking in tongues. We weren't even together there, but I probably you shut your Bible by now. Would you keep your Bible open? Thank you. Matthew 22. God introduces three groups. This is, this is the craziest thing Pastor Everson. These people are 
putting Jesus on the, on the witness stand. I mean, these, these puny little groups were saying, Jesus, okay, we want to ask you some questions. And they asked them eight. Eight questions. And they're not about how can we become more like you. Everyone was to trip him up. First, we introduced the Pharisees. The Pharisees come in in verse 15. And the Bible says, Then went the Pharisees and took counsel how they might entangle him in his talk. Don't try to entangle anybody this year. And certainly not God. And so here, the Pharisees, the, the Pharisees had rules on top of rules. They had what they, the, the, the Pharisees had what, what they called the heavy rules and the light rules. But they made rules of everything. Up, you see those people walking down the streets, you, you, you don't walk on the same side, you cross the street because they're not quality people. They had rules on top of rules. They call them heavy rules, light rules, or what we're seeing in the text, great rules, the, uh, great rules and lesser rules. But we're gonna have rules. And they began to ask Jesus about these rules. In fact, in verse 35, one of them asked, which was a lawyer. It's funny, when, you, when he read that, you're saying, uh-huh, your brother's a lawyer, right? And he's watching right now, and he's a good man, I know that. And the Bible says, one of them, which is a lawyer, ask, that's a key word. I've got a question for you. Tempting the master, that's cocky. Master, he wasn't his master, he was just trying to trap him. What is the great law? What's the heavy law? What's the big law? Not a lesser law. Give me the best law, the biggest law. I want to know. Well, there's another group. So they're trying to, to trip up Jesus. There's the Herodians. These were the religious people. The Herodians were the political people. Look in verse number, if you will, verse number 16. And they sent unto him his disciples with the Herodians. So the, the Pharisees get united with the Herodians. Don't leave, leave stay right there. And, and, and their, their master, we know that thou art true and teach us the way of God and truth. And neither carest thou for any man, but thou regardest not the person of man. Oh, we know how good you are. Oh, watch out, something's coming. Tell us, phonies, tell us, what thinkest thou? Another question. Is it lawful to give tribute to Caesar or not? Another question. And Jesus perceived their wickedness and said, Why tempt ye me, ye hypocrites? Show me the tribute money. And they brought it unto him, a penny. And they said unto him, who, who's, who, Whose is this inscription? Question. He said, they said unto him, Caesar's. And he said unto them, render unto Caesar the things that are Caesar's, unto God the things that are God. You see, these, these were part of Herod's cabinet. There were people that joined the Herodians, and Herod was not a good man. He was a wicked man. And so the Pharisees are trying to trap him. They're asking these questions. Now we want to know. And then, and then the Herodians, well, then introduces the Sadducees. The Sadducees did not believe in a resurrection. So someone dies, you're putting the ground, there's, that's it, you're dead. But there is a resurrection. Jesus said, John 11, 30, 25, I am the resurrection and the life. And he that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth live, live and believeth in me shall never die. 
Oh, I'm so grateful there is a resurrection. Thank God we're absent from this body, we're present with the Lord, but one day the trump of God shall sound and the dead in Christ shall rise first and we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together. That body is gonna, <laughs> my wife always said, wouldn't it be something on Easter morning, be out in the cemetery and the graves open up and God's people come and we're absent from here and we're present there. You dear folks that we buried, I've seen several of you right now, we've laid to rest many of your loved ones this, this year. Wouldn't it be an awful thing if we did not believe in the resurrection? Wouldn't it be an awful thing if we did not believe in heaven? Well, these religious people, they did not. Look at verse 23. Then the same day came unto him the Sadducees. And they say that there's no resurrection. And ask, there that word shows up again. And he gives the, they give the illustration because they didn't believe in it. Here's a man, and he married a wife. They had no kids, and he died. Well, he had a brother, second brother, married his brother who died, his wife, and they had no kids, and he died. And then they had a third brother, and he married the first brother and the second brothers, the same wife, and they had no kids, and he died. And then there was the fourth brother. Good night. Man, if I was that lady... I wouldn't be marrying any brothers from that home, but she married seven of them, the story this has. We married seven of the brothers, and all of them died. I would think you'd maybe check arsenic or bleach or something that she's doing to you after a while. And they said, they, look what they said. Um, they said, uh, in the resurrection, verse 28, whose wife shall she be of the seven? Question mark. They didn't want to know that. They just made this story up just to see because they wanted to see if he believed in the resurrection. This crowd wanted to know if, really if they believed like Herod believed. And this crowd wanted to know what's, what's the heaviest law. It's an amazing thing how that so many want to fight God. Don't spend your year fighting God and fighting the Bible. Fighting what it says. May it be where we take the word of God and say, speak to me, God. Speak to me. Look what he says in verse number 30, 30, um, 33. And when the multitude heard this, they were astonished at his doctrine. Here it is, verse 34. But when the Pharisees had heard that he had put the Sadducees to silence. You can run your mouth all you want, but I tell you what. When Jesus says something, well, I'll just be quiet and listen. Okay, verse 35, this is it. Then one of them, which was a lawyer, asked, there's that word again, a question. Isn't it amazing that word question is the last word of the, that chapter? They're all interested in questions. Why is it that you Christians believe? Why is it that you have, you believe that? Why is it? Well, what do you want us to believe? Nothing. Most of the time, people don't want to answer, have answers question because they want more of God. It's because they want less. Don't be drawn into the bait. It's going to get good here. Master, what is the great, the heavy commandment in the law? And we're going to have to answer this in 2023. He says three things. You're supposed to love me with all your heart. Heart 
is, is not here. It sometimes refers to this here. Heart is here. Our brain is nearly three pounds. It's shaped like a walnut. It's divided into three sections. One section is called the heart. The, the heart of man, when he talks about is the inner you, the real you. It's the, it's the me that my wife doesn't know about. It's the me that you don't know about, but I know about it. You're sitting to someone that has a heart, and a lot of times, we, 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 we Valentine's, we give our hearts and all those things, and we know the person. Well, my wife, I've learned the ministry, and though we're in this thing together and we share, I, I don't come home and tell her a lot. It's not hers burden to carry. Things happen that derail me and cause me to have sleepless nights and pray and say, God, only if you intervene, only you can take care of this. I don't want her to have, to, she carries enough load that she finds out about. I don't want her to know those things. There's some things hidden in my heart that I've talked to people not about crimes or things that, that, that they've told me through the years. And I promise you, I know for a fact, I think of a preacher that died he told me something just about the, and a moment of weakness and great sorrow that he was going through. I'll never tell who it was. I'll never tell what he said. I have many preachers like that through the year. I said, I'm just so, so beyond discouraged sometimes with their wives, sometimes with their families, sometimes with themselves. There are so many that have said things. That's why when someone, someone moves away from this church or dies, I shred their file. We just had last two weeks, we had two of our great members' funerals. I just went to the file and pulled out all, I knew their favorite song, I knew their favorite verse. They had written me notes and had put it in there. But I don't want, when I die, anybody to read the things that they wrote me. Sometimes someone would say, Boy, you're the greatest preacher in all the world. I love you. And then they go and they hate this church. I, I shred that not for my sake, but for their sake. I don't want that ever used against somebody. So everybody has a file. Little children, they'll cut their hair and sometimes put in a little baggie. And it goes in their file. I've been at weddings and say, look at this. She gave me her hair long before she gave me your heart. Gave her your heart. I want you to know, Jesus, I want your heart. I want the real you. I want your fears, Jack. I want your anxieties, son. I want your hopelessness, Jack. When you go through hopeless moments, and everybody does, and we will in 20, I want those, son. I want your frustrations, Everything that you have, I want you to cast all your care, 1 Peter 5, 7, because I care for you. Give me your heart. My son, give me thy heart. Proverbs 23. Every child here ought to come to a point in your life where you literally give your heart to your parents. I had an activity with some young kids this week, and I, I asked one of our staff members that was there, and she won't mind me saying it, Mrs. Um, uh, Mrs. Um, Moyer. And I said, Mrs. Moyer, I know this testimony. I want you to tell our kids 
Her dad is home with the Lord. Her mother struggles with her health now. And I said, what, what decisions did you make at camp? And she said, I'm from Pasco, Riverview Baptist Church. And in third grade, we went to camp. And a preacher preached about never allowing your parents to have to cry over your decisions. And in third grade, I made a decision that I was never going to have my parents cry over my life. I never knew that verse, but I made that decision in sixth grade. I decided that I was never going to cause my dad or my mother any insecurity in their life. And I looked at my dad in that coffin. And I looked at my mom in the coffin. I wish I would have done more. But I can tell you this, though not a perfect son, they never had to speak, stay a sleepless night over my, my, my running away from God. And I have not lived a perfect life. God says, I want your heart. Somehow I won that lady's heart. Somehow I won your heart and you won my heart. That's the real me. I don't want another church. People say things to me, maybe you ought to, Maybe you ought to retire and take a small church where the pressure is not so great. I will never, by the, you put mark it down. I told this church 50 years ago, uh, almost, I said, if you let me come, I'll stay 50 years. I want to stay longer than that because I'm so young looking now and so healthy and so strong. But I tell you what, there's not another people in my heart. I preach all over this country and I'll be preaching quite a few places this year. And I love going to those churches and being with those pastors, but I don't want to pastor that church. I don't want to, it's just like I don't want a different wife. I want the one that God and His grace gave me. I want this church. My heart is here. I want to be buried in Santa Clara if I outlive the rapture. Brother Dennis, no makeup. <laughs> Offering plate for the bus ministry in the casket right there, and a couple buckets as well for the bucket offering. <laughs> he said, I want, you, I want your heart, I want your soul. My soul is my deep-seated feelings and emotions. God wants my heart, God wants my soul. And he said, I want your mind. The things you think about, the things that happen in here, and our mind and our, I can play tricks on us. So Jesus said, now, I want to close this message today. And Jesus said, now, you've asked me eight questions. It's my turn. I want to ask you something in verse 42. Look what he says. Verse 41, the Pharisees were gathered together and Jesus asked them. It's time for me to ask you something. What think you of Christ? There's my message this morning. If you want a title, there it is. What do you think about him? What, what, what do you think, Pastor Everson, about Christ with you and your Bible and his Bible next year? What do you think? Are you going to give yourself to it? You're going to love your wife, those kids, the ministry? Sure. How about you, Brother Reimers? Going to love God with all your heart, your soul? Your mind? Brother Martinez, I know it's the same. I know it's the same on this side. I know it's the same with all the pastors and those that are out of our ministry preaching at the other property right now on this property. I want God to have everything. 
I don't have 50 years left to pastor or 50 years left to be, be married. And whatever days, and I feel like I'm in good health. But those people's questions were so empty, but Jesus' question is real. And it's time to say, who do I love with all my heart, my soul, my mind? You're battling God, and so it's reflected. You're battling God is reflected in your, how your re relationship with your parents. Well, if you knew my dad, if you knew my mother, I, I know that. But God, God says, I want your parent to love me more than they love anything or anyone. I hope I, with all my heart I love that lady, but I want to tell you something. I, I'll never be what I should be for her in my prayer life. It's never her first. It's my relationship here first. I want to be right here because if I get right here, it will show up I'm right there and I'll be right here. I have 41 deacons. We've never had a deacon split. We've never had a deacon's really issue at all that's tense. Why? Because I want our deacons and I want the pastor to go this way first. And if we go this way, this way will all work out. You have problems? Oh, every day of my life. You have phone calls you don't want to take? Oh, yes. Do you have lawyers call? Oh, yes. Do you have people that are against you? Oh, yes. Have all that. But I'll be okay as long as I'm okay here. Jesus asked the question, now, who do you think I am? Well, I'll tell you who I think you are. You're Alpha and Omega. You're the beginning and the end. Everything hinges around. You're the I am. Whatever I need you to be, you're Jehovah, you're, you're the bread of life, you're the door. I, I, know, I know who you are. You're the Messiah, you're the Son of God, you're the resurrection and the life. I know who you are, God, you're the, <laughs> unto you a son is given, his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace, and of his kingdom there shall be no end. He is still on the throne. Did you hear that? The Bidenites, the Obamanites, the Bushites. Did you hear that? Schumerites, Pelosiites, and all the Republicanites. Did you hear that? He's still on the throne. And I want to give myself not to that crowd. People are complaining. Well, they're going home for Christmas break. That's where you want those people. Sacramento and Washington, D.C., take two months off. They won't be destroying our lives and telling us what to do. But whatever they tell us to do in 2023, by the grace of God, I'm going to respect government, but this is one I'm going for right here. And they say, Jack, you can't preach that sodomy is sin. Jack's preaching against sodomy because it is sin, because God's word says it's sin. God gave him up to a reprobate mind. Uh, you, know, you can't preach against adultery. Well, God did it because he said it's sin, Jack. And Jack's going to please God with all his heart, soul, mind by the grace of God. So the question for you, what Jesus said here, and I close. He said, what think ye of Christ? I don't want to ask Christ a lot of questions. I have this song. My mother and dad used to sing it back in the 50s. It's written in 49. Those shadows deepen and my heart bleeds. Here it is. 
I will not question the way he leads. Stop putting God on the witness stand. Stop attacking God. Keep yourself, Jude 21, in the love of God. The love of God is greater far. J.C. Penney said this, with my life, I want to love God with all my heart, my soul, my mind. So he said, consequently, I did not want possessions to possess me. I wanted God, a person, to possess me. You're going to have to decide. A political leader years ago in Sweden turned 99. They had him on the television. And they said, what is the secret to your longevity and 99 years and still working? He said, I'll tell you what it is. And on TV, he said, it's Matthew 22, 35 through 37. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind. Our heads are bowed. I'm out of time. I'm claiming this for me. I want that for me this next year. It may be at the end of the year. I look back, it's the verse of the year for me. I want to please him. I want to give God more than ever. I want to give more to you than ever. I want the offering plate to swell more with whatever I can give, my wife can give more than ever. I want door knocking to swell in my heart. I want to I thank God as these rest homes are going to open up. I want to get back in the rest homes. We have 17 that we have services in. I want to get in those rest homes. I think six are opened up now. I want to get us back in the public school campus. I believe we'll be able to get there in January. I want to do more for God. And so Jesus asked the question, what, what do you think of Christ? Thank you for listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. For more information about our ministry or to find out how to get in contact with us, visit our website at nvbc.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.